Hey guys, what's up? What's going on? This is your host, Terrell Jackson, and welcome back to the Don't Avoid Success Podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. And I just want to let you know what you're tuned into. A community for people, not just striving, but battling to reach new heights in their life. We hold a very, very strong belief that spiritual, mental, and physical growth all go together. Now, as we embark on this journey, we're going to try to arm you growth warriors with wisdom, practical examples, and inspiring success stories. Our role is to unearth and overcome the obstacles that impede our path. With that being said, welcome back to another episode. Now, this is the last part on a four-part series that we titled Make Money, Make Mistakes, Make Sense. This is the last part, part four of a series we entitled Make Mistakes Make Sense. That's C-E-N-T-S. And today we will be discussing embracing risk, stepping out of your comfort zone. Now, a comfort zone represents the familiar. Familiar represents the same, the same thing. That's all comfort is. I'm not saying that if you have comforts that you enjoy in life, that that's a bad thing. Once again, this podcast is about unearthing the obstacles and overcoming the obstacles that impede our path. And at the point that your comfort starts to impede your progress, that's what we're talking about today. That's the time where it's time to take a risk. Now, think about it. Everyone was a baby at one time, for the most part. <laughs> I don't think anybody skipped the baby phase and became an adult, but we do have artificial intelligence. We do have robots, so maybe that's subjective. But I will say this. If you've observed a human baby, if you've observed or had children, if you've been around children, if you work with children, then you understand that our ability to take risk is in our nature it's in our design well how do you know terrell well i'm glad you asked simply because if you look at a baby who starts to walk think about this before they walk they start to scoot they start to roll they don't care if they're on the top of a couch maybe you've had to catch the baby from rolling off the couch and i know this is not none of you but sometimes you've had to pick the baby up after they've fallen off the bed or off the couch what are they doing? They're taking the risk to take the steps to see what's going to be required to move. And once they start to learn to crawl, then they start to stand on their own two feet. And what do you see? Fall on their behind many times. Just like many of us in life, in business, when you take risks, theoretically speaking, you're going to fall on your behind sometimes. But just like those babies, take an example of your younger self and get back up. Those babies eventually learn how to walk because they feel that that is essential and necessary for their survival. Now, if you think that growing and getting to your definition of success outside of your comfort zone is necessary and essential to your survival, then you're going to have to do like that baby and you're going to have to struggle your way onto your own two feet, me included. So let's break this down because I want you to understand that there's a relationship between risk-taking and success. There's a relationship between risk taking and success. And that relationship 
is very crucial, but let's just define risk taking in practical terms. What would how would a fifth grader define risk taking? Taking a risk is like jumping off a swing when you're not sure if the ground is close enough yet. You might have a thrilling landing or it could be a bit bumpy. Or taking a risk is like climbing a tree higher than you ever have. You get a better view, but you need to be careful not to fall. Or let's just say this, taking a risk is like trying a new food you've never had before. It could be delicious and it could become your favorite. Or you might not like it, but you won't know until you try. And those are practical examples that we can relate to life. Jumping jumping without knowing if you'll land is like leaving your job. Climbing a tree to go higher is like getting a promotion or seeking a promotion. Trying a new food without knowing if you'll eat it is like the next example where you go outside of the scope of what your familiarity is and you may go chase your curiosity and you may learn something outside of what has always been your go-to taste or your go-to field of study or your go-to perspective or way of life or thinking. Now, as we delve into a real life example of how the relationship between risk-taking and success work, we're going to talk about the Wright Brothers. But before we talk about the Wright Brothers, understand here on the Donor Boy Success Podcast, we're talking about make mistakes make sense. C-E-N-T-S. And we're talking about getting outside of your comfort zone, which leads us to risk taking in order to succeed. But understand that I believe that there are two types of risks you can take. You can categorize the risk you take into long-term risk, and you can categorize the risk you take into short-term risk. And the Wright brothers, they definitely took a long-term risk because Orville and Wilbur Wright, they were basically pioneers. They were they were pioneers, and they dared to dream of flying when most people considered it was impossible or a fantasy. What are you guys thinking or considering that other people think is impossible or a fantasy? So at the turn of the 20th century, they recognized that the key to human flight is understanding the principles of aerodynamics and controlling a heavier than air machine in the air. My question is, I wonder if they would have never let themselves dream and if they never would have considered the impossible could be possible, would they have even took the steps to try to understand the principles of aerodynamics? And would they arrive at controlling a heavier than air machine in the air is based on aerodynamics. So that leads me to what the first step they took. They stepped outside of their comfort zone. What was their comfort zone? These guys were bicycle manufacturers by trade. And if they were tradesmen of bicycle manufacturers, that means they had spent years and years and possibly apprenticeships studying the trade of manufacturing bicycles. That was their comfort zone. Outside of their comfort zone was the curiosity and determination. And it led them to explore the mysteries of flight. Other words, they left being basic experts at something they had probably apprenticed at and developed skill year after year to explore the unknown. The unknown. But to do this, they had to step outside of their comfort zone. 
but they were entering uncharted territory, so there was no guarantee of success. But the next step they did was they took a risk. Their risk, of course, was with great determinations. But what did they do? They conducted numerous experiments. This is going deeper into the risk that they have. This is going further outside of the comfort zone. And they conducted numerous experiments and faced countless failures. How is this going deeper into risk and further outside of comfort zone? Because at this time, it's not just in your garage working between you and your brother. Now, actually, people are seeing what they're doing. They're starting to ridicule their attempts. And they're having to invest financially and personally. Their energy, their time, and their resources. This is further outside of the comfort zone, deeper into risk. And they did all this into a venture that could have left them with nothing. So what did they do next? Naturally, these guys failed in different stages. But failure was an integral part of their journey. They built and tested multiple aircrafts even further outside their comfort zone, deeper into risk taking. Each time learning from their mistakes and making improvements, this ability to embrace failure as a teacher rather than a deterrent was crucial to their success. Guys, side note, when you continually venture calculated risks outside of your comfort zone, deeper into the risk, the more you go into that journey, the more further you are away from who you used to be and the deeper you go into who you are becoming and eventually you find yourself being a skilled tradesman in another profession you find yourself being good at something else you find yourself saying oh man when last time i i even built the motorcycle we've been building planes so long so that's how success comes gradually over time after failure after resilience after ridicule after time resources and energy venturing outside of what was and that's what happened with the wright brothers because on december 17 1903 the wright brothers persistence paid off they achieved the first powered controlled and sustained flight in north carolina the wright flyer which was the name of their crash covered a distance of 120 feet in 12 seconds this achievement marked the birth of modern aviation Think about this. Let's go back to the beginning. Their dream and their curiosity and their willingness to take a risk on a dream and curiosity outside of what they had previously known eventually achieved what they set out for and marked the birth of modern aviation. You mean to tell me you can go from dream, curiosity to birth of modern aviation you mean to tell me you can go from dream and curiosity to transforming the way we live travel and connect in the entire world this is an excellent example how taking risks and stepping outside our comfort zone and learning from failure can lead to groundbreaking success but it requires us to challenge ourselves face uncertainties and persistence through setbacks so remember the next time you have a dream or the next time you're contemplating a risk or the next time you find yourself consistently curious about something you might just be on the verge of your own historic moment of success 
Oh man, guys, it that 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 right there story gives me chills every time. I believe it was another person who was in aviation that said the best way to create the future, the best way to predict the future is to create it. Wow. So that was a long-term risk. Now, here's a short-term risk. Quitting a stable job to pursue a dream. Right? Now, you have long-term consequences for everything you do. But when I say short-term risk, that means that that's gonna, as soon as you quit your job, then that job is going to be over, whether it's a two-weeks notice or what. So then you're going to be able to pursue the reason that you quit your job. That's what makes it a short-term risk because you don't you don't decide you don't quit your job and then all of a sudden it takes you a year to leave. That's not quitting. That's waiting to quit. So that's why it's a short-term risk. Now, another short-term risk is investing in education or training. When I'm thinking about that, I'm thinking more of trade school because some could argue that long-term risk is a four-year degree, especially doctors, eight years, 12 years, however long it takes you in your perspective field of choice. But I would say as far as trade school, as far as education, meaning courses and certifications, this is a short-term thing. You, get, you take the class for 10 weeks, 12 weeks, you get a license. You go work in your trade. That's what I mean by that. Now, another short-term risk is pitching a bold idea or a project. Why is it a short-term risk? Because you get the results right away. You, you know whether they liked it or didn't like it as soon as they get back to you. So that, those are short-term risks. Can you think about things that you can say are short-term risks that you've taken in your life? Whether it was running across the street, during traffic, crossing the train tracks. You know, I'm not promoting these things. I'm just saying we've all taken some risk in life. But when we get into our comfort zones, which we're talking about getting outside of today, we tend to forget how calculated risks have propelled us to get to the position that we are. And so when we want to get to the next level, we have to revisit the idea of risk taking. So I'm not going to just sit here and tell you what you need to do without giving you practical tips for embracing risk in a thoughtful, of course, and strategic manner. So the first thing I want you to do is clearly define your short term and long term goals. You have to do this knowing what you want to achieve. Knowing what you want will help you assess which risks align with your objectives. This ensures that the risks you take are purposeful and have a clear direction so let me say that again the first thing I want you to do is define your goals this means clearly defining your short and long-term goals knowing what you want to achieve will help you assess which risks align with your objectives this ensures that the risks you take are purposeful and have a clear direction Basically saying, don't take a risk without even considering why you want to do it. Nietzsche said, those who know why can in endure anyhow. You're basically getting your why and you're aligning it with, with the risk that you plan to take. So the second thing I want you to do after you've set those goals, you have to assess the risk versus the reward. 
before taking any risks. Evaluate the potential benefits and drawbacks. The Bible says count the cost. So you have to consider what you stand to gain versus what you might lose. This analysis will help you make informed decisions about whether a particular risk is worth taking. So yeah, you got to look at what you can gain versus what you could lose. And if the reward is worth it, then hey, start to take the risk. So step three is going to be telling you how to start. If you're new to taking risks, or if it's been a while since you've done it, begin with smaller manageable risks. This allows you to build your risk tolerance gradually and gain confidence in your decision-making abilities. Guys, you got to start small. Remember that example we said earlier? Risk-taking is eating at a different restaurant and then figuring out if, you know, you like it. The worst that can happen is you don't like it. The best that can happen is it becomes your new favorite restaurant. That's starting small. That's starting small. Now, if you haven't even went across the street to take a risk at a new restaurant, guys, we have to consider what big risk we're willing to take. And that's only for some of us. For other of us, we've been taking huge risks. We just forgot. And now we need to realign and assess. Now, the next thing you need to do is set a timeline. Establish timelines and milestones to track your progress and evaluate the effectiveness of the risk that you've taken. This also helps you make timely adjustments if needed. All right, guys, that's saying like taxes get filed every year. Some companies look at quarterly reports, meaning four times a year. They look at annual reports, which is one time a year. Their investors may look at the last 10 years. The more data you have, the better evaluation that you can have. But if you don't set timelines to evaluate things, then you're never going to look at them. So just like many of us went to grade school. Grade school is based on the grades that they give you. Why do they give you the grades? They give you the grades to give you an evaluation of what you're good at, what you need to improve on. Gives the parents an idea, gives the teachers an idea, and they all work together to better you for the next year. That's how you move up. Same thing with business, same thing with ideas, same thing with dreams, even with marriages. Whatever the situation is, even if it's a, um, a lemonade stand, you want to know Okay, I've been selling lemonade for a week now. What day was did the best for me? You got to know where the hot spots are and where the sweet spots are. That's why you set timelines so you can improve on the bad things and you can double down on the good things. So understand this. I want you guys to think outside the box because we do that here. Timelines, I want you to think outside the scope of time. Timelines could be something metaphorically speaking like okay when i save a thousand dollars i'm gonna leave this job when i uh, when i save a thousand dollars i'm gonna invest in my t-shirt side business when i save ten thousand dollars i'm gonna from my side business with t-shirts i'm gonna leave this job when i save a hundred thousand dollars of this side business that i created after doing it on the side and leaving my job then i'm gonna invest in a building and i'm gonna expand and hire people so Timelines can be points of references, numbers, goals, checkpoints that you get to that qualify you to move to the next step.
So, with that being said, guys, hey, thank you guys for tuning in. Give yourself a round of applause. If you've been here for every part of this season of, if you've been here for every episode of this short series called Make Mistakes Make Sense, I want you to be very proud of yourself. Number one, that shows that you're absolutely serious about getting yourself to the next level. Because we've all made mistakes, but we haven't all made those mistakes work for us in our future. So the first thing I want you to do is give yourself a hand. The second thing I want to do is thank you because I know you really believe in the movement. Because you're a growth warrior. You're fighting to get to that next level, the next best version of yourself. And here, we don't tell you how to succeed. We just challenge you to start to look at what's stopping you from succeeding. And we don't even try to define what success is for you. We leave that up to you. But what we do do is give you practical steps, stories, and examples to inspire you and give you wisdom so that you can take the next step to the best days of your life. So with that being said, thank you guys for tuning in. This has been Terrell Jackson. This has been great. God bless you. Peace.